1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Previously on Dungeons & Dragons. Three of the marrow rock the boat again.
2: I break out into song from Guys and Dolls. <laughs> this is all that's been in my head, Amy, ever since he said rock the boat the first
1: time. You see off in the distance some fishing boats, and they are beginning to paddle away from you. They do not like the cut of our jib.
3: Could Donnie, because he can speak to people telepathically using images?
1: He does that, and they all look confused and some of them a bit scared. <laughs> Solid. Um, okay. The fact that they're seeing these images
2: Against their will. That, oh my god, Donnie just
1: mind will. break them.
2: Jesus. <laughs> what else do we
1: see? You see... A large silhouette Of a massive iceberg Guys I think we should go there immediately
3: Agreed what else are we doing
1: Uh, Larry yelled Just don't make any sudden movements Okay guys (laughs) One of the warriors comes up and knocks him out (laughs) Oh well then
0: Thanks Larry
1: In fact all three of you are struck from behind And are all knocked out Uh, You guys are brought out to the center of the village All of the people surrounding the area are all chanting a word which Larry tells you that this word is this man's name, and it is Orca Hart. They are chanting this louder and louder over and over again, until you are escorted into the center of this arena. Flint, you are led into the center of this ring, where you see you are on the map now. And the man you've been speaking to, he comes out to the center of the ring and he begins um, to do a little spiel, um, which Larry roughly translates for you. And he says that you are about to undergo a massive battle between Orcaheart, our village's strongest warrior and the strongest warrior of these newcomers. If our champion wins, these people must hand over some of their fine steel weapons and sail away immediately, never to return. If the newcomers win, they will have earned their place uh, among the villagers. He goes on to say that no magic is allowed, and the fight must be until one contestant is unconscious and dying. (laughs) And he, Jeez. the man who was talking, he's moved back to the side. Okay, and there is a, another uh, female. She is. Uh, she looks like she's maybe the the town um, mascot, m- medicine woman, or shaman. Or s- I have. Uh,
4: I have one question before we start. Yeah. If our uh, my friends are off to the side and they see something. That might help me in the battle via, I don't know, some sort of perception check or something. Yeah. Are they able to tell me about it?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. Um, So, yeah, yeah. So, you, as far as uh, Nular and Thea go, um, if at any point you want to make a check of some sort, um, just let me know and we can do that. And then deal with that from there.
3: Cool. Thea, why don't you occasionally do a magic check to make sure they aren't breaking their own rules? (gasps) What a good idea. Because you can do that, right? Can you do detect magic or something?
1: Yeah, detect magic or, yeah.
3: I'm assuming Flint's just going to win, so I'm not that worried, but.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, or a perception check. If you notice somebody doing something that you're unsure of, you can see if you can figure out what they're doing.
2: Okay, okay. That's
1: okay. So he's got a 6 for his initiative. Okay. I got a 10. Alright. So you, sir, are up first. Alright. Can I
4: run a perception check just initially to get an eyeball at him? Uh, Yes. Yes,
1: you can. Uh, Perfect. That's a 16. uh, He's a a human male. Um, He's wearing... uh, He has a shield, um, a spear... Um, And he's wearing studded leather. He's about twice your size, proportionately as wide. He's a very muscular individual. Uh, What is his shield made out of? Um, It is a metal shield.
2: That's stupid. Get him to stick his tongue to it. (laughs) It is very cold.
4: Uh, Oh, how big is the shield? Is it like... You know, just a buckler type of thing,
1: or is it like a big kite shield? No, it's a fairly sizable, probably more the size of a kite shield.
4: Okay, but since he's a giant human, it's probably not covering that much of it.
1: No, it would it would cover probably, you know, midsection. Um, or if he were to okay. kneel behind it, it would cover likely most of what you could see. All
4: right. Okay, let's do this, I guess. So what I would like to do uh, right off the hop is some sort of... Uh, attack where i go for more of his knee slash shin area right off the start okay like fake like i'm gonna go high go low maybe if there's some sort of like roll involved i can do an acrobatics check but i figure i'll just be able to do that without too much difficulty uh,
1: i'll get you to make um, either an acrobatics or athletics check all right let's check out which one i have a bonus for acrobatics
4: Oh, shit, I rolled a natural 20.
3: What?
4: I should have saved that for the attack. But you know what? I nailed the uh, the check, so that's good. You did. Uh,
2: You nailed
1: it. Yeah, you can do that. So we'll take that. So yes, if you you hit with your attack check, you hit where you want to hit. Yeah. Yeah. That is a 19. Uh, One thing to note um, that we were playing incorrectly and have been playing incorrectly Forever. Like
2: a year now? Oh, sweet. Uh,
1: Yeah, forever. Um, (laughs) When you're rolling against AC, if you match somebody's AC, the person who's attacking wins that battle. Oh, okay. Is that coming into play right now? (laughs) Yes. It is. (laughs) Um, With 19, you hit. Okay. 2d12 plus 4. All right, let's get the d12 going.
4: And not the group from uh, Detroit that Eminem's part of of course so that's 8 6 is 10 plus 4 hold on sorry hold on here oh, Flynn
1: oh, um, right. did you did you move per chance
2: where he ran and did like a oh, roll
1: yeah. and that's well, I assume I 20 like 20 ran so I towards him I and... just you know, yeah. for, you know using maps and stuff it's, there you go <laughs> Oh, (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. All right.
2: I was like, what are you talking about? He did that amazing move.
1: I mean, I assumed
4: it was part of my acrobatics check, but I wasn't sure. You
2: actually did it on the spot. All right.
4: So that was nice. (laughs) (laughs) Watch out.
2: Intimidation tactic. All right. So
4: that was eight and six plus four. So that is 18 on the first one. Uh, Okay. Second attack. Uh, I guess I'll go for kind of the same thing since I'm already in the process of doing this. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that's a 21, but not critical. Of course, that's just with the bonus. Yeah. Um, nine on the first one, a solid three on the second one, and four is 16 damage.
2: I'm like screaming from the from the sidelines, like. Slit tendon.
3: <laughs> yeah, We're being very su- vocally supportive in a way that we are not currently, so as not to, like, make Skype melt. Yeah, no, I'm on board with, with it. Screams and cheers.
1: That hit knocks him back um, kind of to this point to where, you know, he came into the arena um, and he is helped okay. back up um, by Barking Seal.
2: I do a perception check. To yep. make sure that as she helps him up, she's not like healing his wounds.
1: Okay, make a perception. Check. I'm gonna. I'm
2: gonna. Uh, <laughs> Do it. Then. Nine. What's
1: your perception?
2: My perception. I don't know. You've got my thing there. Seven. Seven. Okay. Sixteen.
1: Um, it doesn't appear that she is making any sort of move to heal any wounds.
2: Okay. Well, I make like kind of like a like I like I'm really obviously staring at her, and then I like point to my eyes and then point to her with both my fingers, <laughs> like. <laughs>
1: She got it. Okay. Yeah, she knows what's going on.
2: Good.
1: Okay. It is his turn. So he is helped back up by Barking Seal and moves uh, charges towards you with his shield. Okay. That is, he runs at you with his shield and bashes you with it for 18 against your AC. Which is a good hit. Yep. Okay. And you will take... Eight bludgeoning damage, and you also have to make a strength saving throw. Okay. It's a twelve plus four, so sixteen. So you say you saved against being uh, knocked prone. Sweet. Um, And he comes in and attacks you again with his spear, uh, stabbing at you twice. First one is a sixteen. Sec- Not good second enough. Second one is a 25. Not critical. Definitely good enough. <laughs> and you take 14 piercing damage with that Ooh. second hit. Okay. And now it's your turn. All right. Um. And his stab kind of gets the crowd built up in a frenzy um, as you take that hit there. All
4: right. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's a twenty-four uh, for my attack, and I guess I should continue to try to. What should I, guys? What should I do here? Should I go for like the kill,
2: Always.
3: the body,
4: try and get past the shield, or just keep uh, attacking like the lower region and try and cripple his move? That seems
3: like a good strategy as um, a shorter man, <laughs> mm-hmm. a shorter dwarf, mm-hmm. yep, I should say. Yep. Um, that seems like a good strategy because if then you can, you know bash him upside the head when he's down on the ground you can stop competing with his superior reach yeah my
4: hope is that he starts to favor his side and then I'm able to exploit that weakness so. alright uh, 7 and 4 is 11 and 4 is 15 damage on that attack
3: yeah it was, <laughs> <Yeah, it> was.
4: <laughs> alright second attack uh, that is a 19 which I think was good a 19 is good yeah uh, 10 damage on that one. Oh shit, 12 on that one, so 22 and 4 is 26.
1: Wow. He's not, he's looking bloodied. Um. He's showing noticeable signs of damage at this okay. point. But he um, actually um, drops his shield um, and makes a two-handed jab at you, for lack of a better term, with his spear. And he gets Sweet. three attacks. Oh mm. shit! <laughs> um, so you on the first hit, um, that's a twenty-nine, not critical. Oh my god! Uh, oh that's... no, that's a lie. That's a lie. Twenty-five, not critical.
2: <laughs> that doesn't matter. I wish the DM would. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to keep it under wraps over here, but like he turns his back to me and he does his <laughs> secret <laughs> dice stuff and.
4: Uh,
1: Loaded dice <laughs> and all yeah. that stuff. Um, so that's fourteen yeah. damage. Okay. Second stab with his spear is only a ten uh, against your Sweet. AC. Third, however, is a twenty-one, not critical, and that will be eight piercing damage.
2: Well, that's not too bad.
1: I'm about halfway down for my
4: hit points. That's okay. On, all right. right. So uh, my turn again. Yes, sir. Okay, I'm going to use my uh, bonus action of a second win, okay. which enables me to uh, protect myself from damage and heal myself a little bit.
1: Fantastic.
4: Yes, well I guess I should wait till he attacks me again to do that one, hey? Because yeah, it, it lowers the attack or let's see here, yeah, it protects me from harm and gives me some healing action, so... I'll wait till he attacks me again on that one. However, I will uh, go right back to attacking him, and since he has no shield now, uh, because I'm assuming he did not pick it up, he did not pick it up. I'm going to go straight for the neck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that's 25 on the attack roll. Okay. Uh, 7 and 7 and 4 is 18 damage. Okay. And second attack is a 20, but not critical.
1: 5, and 3 is 8, plus 4 is 12. He takes both of those hits, and he's looking very worse for the wear. And he, again, um, charges at you with his spear, and his first hit goes wide. Um, That's only 11. Second is a 20, not critical. And third is a 13. So you take one hit... And that will be 12 piercing damage. Alright. Finish
3: him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Carla
4: just gave me the thumbs down from the sidelines. <laughs> make just it kidding, so. Just kidding, I don't want
3: you to kill him. I just want you to make him unconscious so we can like find out what
2: these people know. Yeah,
4: Can you like, okay. hit him
2: over the head really hard and knock him unconscious?
4: Uh, I guess I could try to do that.
2: Try and do that.
4: Okay. Um... All right, or
2: kill him if
3: you want.
4: <laughs> or just cut him I down in cold blood. Whatever. It's,
3: it's up to you. I just would... whatever. You live by your own moral code. I'm
4: gonna do my uh, second win skill to uh, recover some hit points, just in case he decides to, like, hulk out on me or something. Sure. So it's a uh, 1d10 plus my fighter level. So that's a 6 plus 8 is 14 damage I get back. So there we go. And now I will attack him with the flat side of my axe uh, in an attempt to render him unconscious, because he's looking quite bloody at this point, correct? Yes, sir. All right. I will use, yeah, the flat part of my two-handed axe and try and uh, just knock him upside the old noggin. Uh, So that's a 21 on the attack roll. Uh, Nine 5 is 14, plus 4 is 18, so 18 damage on the flat of the axe. I'm assuming there might be some sort of, like, damage mitigator, because I'm not using the edge.
2: (laughs) Um, It'd be, like, bludgeoning damage instead of...
1: Well, yeah, it would still be... You you would still take it, but I'm gonna give him... I'm gonna make him make a saving throw to make sure he stays standing, because, yeah, blunt force. Um, he gets knocked back a few steps, um, kind of in that direction there. Okay. Um, on that hit there.
4: He's
2: still awake.
1: He's still He's awake. Still yeah. Standing, yeah. Standing? He's still standing, eh? Still standing.
4: Jesus. Yeah. All, All right. Um, throw. I guess I'll do my second attack on him then. <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, that is a 17. I don't think that's going to cut it. Uh, 17 is not good, no. Okay. He, uh, yeah, like I said, he kind of stumbles backwards. Um, and he gives you a look like he's coming at you for blood at this point. Sweet. Yeah. Even though I tried to save his life. <laughs> Even though you tried to save his life, he rushes you um, with some sort of renewed vigor and stumbles and slips on the ice. Oh, dear. That's a one.
3: <laughs> oh, <Whoa. laughs> think having grown up there.
1: You think mm-hmm. you would think he'd be better. He just got bashed upside the head, though, so I'm going to cut him some slack. Very true. Little woozy, but on the rebound, oh, he gets <laughs> sixteen. Still not good, but nope. his final stab, he gets twenty-three. That's a twenty-three versus AC. Well, that definitely hits. His Final one connects, and that is seventeen piercing damage. Oh.
3: Jeez.
1: Uh, so he's still looking worse for wear, Russ. Yeah. Okay.
4: Um, so if I wanted to use a healing potion right now, is that considered magic, or am I able to do so? You could try. You can, risk you can it. do whatever
1: you want. Okay. Um, no, I don't want to risk it. <laughs> that in, a, sound good. in a battle to the death, a healing potion might be something that's frowned upon. I'm just, just putting that out there.
4: All right, well, in that case, I'm going to uh, attack him twice and do my bonus attack of Action Surge. Okay. So he's got three attacks coming at him.
2: Brace yourselves.
4: Uh, the first one's a 21. Okay. Uh, the second one is a 10, so that's not going to do it. And the third one is a 19.
1: Uh, two of those hit, yeah.
4: All right, let's do this. Five uh, Five damage. 9 damage, plus 4 is 13 for the first
1: attack. Uh, 5 again. 7 is 12, and 4 is 16. 29? Total? Yep. You hit him twice there, and the second time you hit him, he stumbles back again, um, and you kind of see this glazed over look in his eye.
2: See the light leave from his eyes?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and he drops to his knees um, and falls uh, face down onto the ice um, and the crowd it was getting quieter it was they were still cheering um but at this point everybody's gone completely silent barking seal um comes out and checks his body um and she calls out that the newcomers have won the battle woohoo <laughs> they are they are welcome in our village. Two other warrior types come towards you and escort the four of you back to the yurt that you were in before. Um, you're kind of rushed out of the arena, and you're left to, um, to wait there um, for a little time. Is there anything you guys want to do or discuss while you're in there? Were we able to see if he was dead or alive? From what you could tell... Um,
4: he looks uh, quite dead. Oh, all right. Sorry about that. You tried. (laughs) I tried.
3: (sighs) Uh, You should take a healing potion now. That's probably a good idea. (laughs) Or do do something to fix yourself up a little bit.
4: All right. Let me just roll some uh, D4 here.
2: While we're in this beautiful, beautiful yurt.
4: That's right. Hey,
5: is is this a
2: yurt we woke up in unconscious that one time? Yep. (laughs) I think it is.
5: Hi, I'm Yusuf Dahl, and when I was 18, I was convicted of selling drugs. For the past three years, I've had difficulty finding housing because it is legal in the United States to discriminate against individuals that have a past drug distribution conviction on their record for life. It doesn't matter if it was a hard drug like heroin or a drug that's now legal or partially legal in many states across the country like marijuana. The Thurman Amendment was introduced to the Fair Housing Act in 1988 by segregationist Strom Thurman, and it's since been used to deny housing to all people. But because people of color are disproportionately jailed for drug charges, we are affected more. My goal is to overturn this amendment to start an end to housing discrimination that unfairly targets people of color. If you would like to join this movement, please visit Visit to learn more.
0: A message from the Fable and Folly Network.
4: Uh, so that's nine hit points I get back. Hooray. And are we uh, in here for a short amount of rest time, Russ? Or uh, is it just more of like a we're off to the
1: side and they're coming back right away? Someone will be coming in sooner than a short rest, yeah. Okay.
3: Since all of our stuff was taken away, can I assume now that we're being welcomed to the village, we get our stuff back? It's in that yurt.
1: It is in that yurt. Yes.
3: So we just grab our stuff.
1: There are two warriors kind of standing outside the yurt, um, but yes, you are you are in the yurt, so you are welcome to grab your stuff.
2: Great. All right, I get my gear. I inspect it to make sure they didn't do any funny business.
1: <laughs> you want to make a funny business check?
2: I'd like to make a funny business check. <laughs> Damn it, I rolled
1: a one. Ah, <laughs> oh, there was so much funny business.
2: Uh, they definitely did some funny see business. see
1: zero funny business about any of your stuff.
2: Even though there are mustaches oh. drawn all even over it? Even
1: though there are Damn mustaches it. drawn in, in in whale blood uh, all the, over it. The googly eyes <laughs> is the most offensive yeah, part. But you don't notice that.
2: <laughs> no. So it's no, fine. it looks fine. Good.
4: <laughs> yeah. You're like...
2: Thank God, no funny business was had here.
4: Meanwhile, new Laura and I
1: are just snickering in the background. <laughs> You guys, uh, you wait for a little while, not a a long amount of time, but uh, Barking Seal comes in, the shaman person. She comes in and sits down. There's a stool in there. She says, it appears you have vested our finest warrior, as was the agreement with our village leader. You are welcome among our villagers. You can stay the night. He was under the impression you had some questions. I will do my best to answer what you have. As soon as you are able, you may be wise to be on your way, but if there's anything I can do to help in the meantime, you must be hungry. Would you like anything to eat?
2: Yeah, sure. So let me get this right. You're down your best warrior, and we just get to hang out for a little bit and then be on our way? I, I look off into the distance just contemplating <laughs> the, the amount of violence in the world and, and thinking I'm really changing on this journey. I'm really changing.
3: <laughs> I think I'm changing for the worse because as the longer that battle went on and the guy didn't fall down, I started thinking, well, just kill him.
4: Whatever. <laughs> it's a means to an end.
3: Uh, we should eat some of their food because if fantasy has taught me anything it is that if you uh eat food in someone's dwelling then in theory they should not harm
4: you yes it worked perfectly in game of thrones
3: it did not (laughs) but in
4: all other
3: situations no she said fantasy
4: tom she said fantasy. (laughs) oh right not real life gotcha
3: no not real history of the actual world we live in
1: right 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 sorry my bad guys uh
3: and then we do have questions can we eat and ask questions at the same time?
1: She sends one of the warriors to go bring some food. Um, so she says, "I'm happy to answer any of your questions while we wait." Um, Ooh,
2: can she fix Tom up? I mean, Flint. She fixed. Flint
4: up. First question: uh, Is it like a set menu, or do we have some options here? <laughs>
1: Unfor- unfortunately, um, it's not much of a menu here. We'll bring what the chef brings. All right. It's going to
3: be something whale-related. No, That's guaranteed. Blubber. Oh, so, yes, Fianna That is a good question. Maybe she can help heal up Tom a little bit. Sorry, not Tom. <laughs> Maybe she can help heal up Flint a little bit. I know, I'm having
1: Character voices!
5: Uh,
2: character uh, voices!
1: One step at a time, Russ.
2: Yeah. My next character will have a character voice.
1: Oh, your next character. So you want me to kill your character often? Oh, no character uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> she just wants to graduate from adventure academy
2: yes I'm no don't don't kill off my character see what I'm talking about
1: I will not intend to kill anybody's character
2: Oh, God. But if I do kill anyone, Amy, it's going to be your
1: character. (laughs) We're going to have so many more fight to the deaths coming our way. The spear was going straight for Flint's head, and it took a right turn and went for Amy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which is weird, because spears don't normally travel in right right angles.
1: But this one did. It's like somebody was out to get her.
4: It's like that crazy whistle thing that he
1: has in Guardians of the Galaxy that he (laughs) can control. That's what it is, yeah. Uh, She says, so uh, what what are your questions?
3: Well, when we got here, we walked through those giant uh, whale rib bones, and you guys said that you killed them, but there was teeth marks on the bones, so how's that work?
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Next question. (laughs) Our, (laughs) Our leader tells tales to... Attempt to fear off newcomers.
3: That makes sense.
1: He sometimes succeeds, sometimes doesn't. The majority of them were harvested from animals, whales, seals that we have brought in. Some of them were damaged when we found them um, by something much larger than us. So that is probably what you saw. This
2: is a non-answer. How about that dragon then? Yeah. How about that dragon?
4: How
1: about damn dragons? The dragon?
2: Don't don't play uh, dumb with us, lady. You know the dragon—a
3: Gutherador—a
1: Gutherador—a <laughs> <A> Ruthator.
4: name. <laughs> <laughs> we have written down a Gutherador.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yes, there is or was a dragon around here.
1: Um, what is your interest in dragons?
2: We would like to stop them from getting all up in. The dragon cult. Being a part of you know, ripping apart our world.
1: The Dragon Cult. The
2: cult of the Dragons.
1: Cult of the Dragons. I don't know what you speak of.
2: Oh, dragons are coming, man. They're gonna rip
1: apart mm. this world. And you are sent to stop them. Yes. Do you want to make a charisma or persuasion check?
2: Uh twelve and my charisma. Persuasion
1: is... you've got plus two. Charisma
2: I've got better than that. You've got two. Okay, fine. 14.
1: She looks at you a little skeptical. She says, you are powerful warriors, but I've seen many powerful warriors go up against several dragons and not fare very well. Oh, We don't necessarily want to
4: kill the dragons. Mm-hmm. We want to just stop them from teaming up with the cult that's trying to
1: raise Tiamat. Hmm. Truth. Flint, do you want to make a, a charisma check, too? you
2: yeah, do better sure. than you
1: <laughs> hey, I did better than you That's a 17
2: <gasps> I love when people listen to me
1: She seems a little more persuaded um, By what you're saying She says Our village has been Plagued for many years By a dragon, Guthrator, As you <laughs> So eloquently put his name <laughs> Aguthrator. Uh, <laughs> Aruthator. You were looking for A woman as well? Yes. Does Uh, anyone remember her name?
2: Hold on. Yes. No, I've got it. Makai the Crimson. Yes. No stuff.
3: (laughs) She knows about the Dracorn. Yes. She came looking for the Dracorn.
1: What does she look like? Oh, God. Because you're talking to her right now?
4: Uh, She's a tiefling.
3: She's a tiefling. Oh, she's a tiefling.
4: She probably wears red, being as her name is the Crimson. Mm
3: -hmm. Or has red hair. Could be. Also possible. But yeah, I don't have anything about her appearance written down. You know, and she's like alone and wandering. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's a tiefling. Mm -hmm. She was apparently attacked by frost giants.
1: There have been tales of a horned lady seen throughout the North. She was aboard a ship that was wrecked. Hey, tieflings have horns, guys. I'm looking at the picture right now.
3: I was totally just looking it up. I was just Googling it like, what's a tiefling look like? I, I just horns, sat here like, yeah,
2: I'm going to pretend I know what a tiefling looks like. And then I thought, <laughs> does she have the dracorn on her head? Is that what she's... <laughs> so... For...
1: Like
3: Carmen Miranda style, she's just wearing...
1: It. Oh my god, yes. says, yes, there have been tales of a horned lady... Um, who was aboard a ship that was wrecked. And she has been seen in the north. Um, and as she finishes saying that, the warrior comes back in with, for lack of a better sacks. term, sacks of food. Sweet. And you look at them. I'd love me a good food sack. Um, it looks like uh, a raw fish type product. It smells a little tangy. A <laughs> little Perhaps biting to the nose.
2: I eat it, no problem. Me too. I lived in the woods; like I'm cool. I don't think
4: I. Oh yeah,
1: scarf that down.
2: Yeah, I don't. I'm not fancy. Oh, but first I make a perception check. I don't want to be poisoned. Good
1: <laughs> You scarf that down, but no, as you are no, scarfing I feel like down, no, no, i make a perception
3: check. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have it like hanging um, out of my mouth part way. You
1: could make either, yeah, a perception. Yeah, okay, okay. Is anybody else making a check? Oh, I guess we all should. Or, in te- or and intelligence or investigation check. Oh, I'll do investigation then. Whoa, 19. So it doesn't appear to any of you that there is anything wrong with it. It looks sp- perhaps spoiled to your sense and sensibilities. What about my pride and prejudice? Um, but you don't...
5: I was just thinking
2: I was like, Jane Austen has good manners, so will I. It
1: It doesn't appear to you that it is poison. It doesn't appear to you that it's great food, but it doesn't appear that it's poison. All right, I'll scarf it (laughs) down. You
2: may get food poisoning from it afterwards. All right. Hey, Um, did, uh, did we ask Barking Seal if she could heal Flint?
1: I'm just
2: kind of skirted around that it's been brought up a couple times so you haven't said well anything.
1: it's because you were like maybe we should ask her and then you asked her other questions <laughs> <laughs> uh hey barking seal is, is there any way that you could uh help me get some hit points back here absolutely i could do that that would be great she whispers an incantation and you gain uh, you gain 27 hit points back. Whoa. Can Ooh. she join our group?
3: Wow. <laughs> totally. Barking Seal, do you want to come on an
2: adventure? Thea feels really, like, pushed aside and sad that she used to be the magic one in the group, and now... got
4: cure wounds? <laughs> no. She does, but she has not casted on me once.
2: Hey, I do not have cure wounds.
4: You don't? I thought you did. You had some sort of curing spell.
2: I had it at one point, and then we never, ever used it. And then I was like, I'm going to use something that I can, like, light to on fire.
1: <laughs> well, welcome aboard, Barking Seal. <laughs> she says, thank you for the offer, but I am, I needed to stay here. All right, well, thank you for the heal. That was very nice. As you guys are eating, she begins to tell you, well, she already mentioned that her village has been plagued by dragon, a dragon, Aruthator, in the past. Um, and what Bone Carver may have told you is that he is, you know, deceased. He is yep. no more. That is a lie.
2: <gasps> well,
1: der. Well, der.
2: <laughs> well, der indeed.
1: <laughs> well, dare indeed good, sir. That is a lie. <laughs> In fact, the iceberg that we are standing on is one of his layers beneath the ice. Well, then. We were procured into guarding the surface through fear of him destroying um, our people and our village. And I'm convinced by the warriors that you appear to be and by the tales that you tell that you might be helpful to our cause in releasing us from Arruthatar. Is that something you'd be interested sure in?
2: Sure we will. Oh, yeah, what, oh, j- hold on a second. <laughs> Everyone is recruiting us for their cause, but right now we have a cause. So we'll help you if you help us find Macath the Crimson.
1: She tells you, um, she begins to describe... Um, the rough layout of Arithotor's lair and the fact that the horned lady that you speak of is in fact held captive within his lair.
2: Well, see, now you could have led with that. got to the lead there, okay? Could've. Unless you're lying.
1: You could make a check.
2: I'm going to check and see if you're lying. Never mind, I don't care.
1: <laughs> Doesn't matter what kind of check. We're good here. Don't worry about it. No, I rolled okay. a two. It's oh, like, you rolled yeah, a two. No, it yeah, you're, you're certain she's telling the truth. Good. Yeah. Gosh. It's <laughs>
2: the most truthful lady I've ever seen, you guys. Um,
1: she goes into quite some detail about um, the passages and the ceilings and that um, everything is carved from um, very slick ice um, and basically a rough layout of where the where certain rooms are.
2: Oh, I'm going to melt the shit out of that place.
1: Where certain <laughs> rooms are uh, within uh, Erithitar's lair beneath the surface of this iceberg. And that there, once you are in the main level, which there are entrances from the village hall um, and entrances through um, Bone Carver's um, personal hut. Um, so there are two ways to get in there. As she begins describing all this to you, um, you start to feel a little woozy.
2: Oh, fuck! Oh man.
1: Uh, do you want to make a Constitution saving throw
2: <laughs> so that we don't throw up? <laughs> Eighteen plus whatever
3: my
1: twenty-one
2: modifiers. Uh,
3: fifteen.
1: Um. So you all, your vision, um, begins to to narrow, and you feel quite ill. Can,
4: can you tell you me what...
1: You heard me say 21, right? I was going
2: to say, can you tell me what, what I, we would have had to have rolled in order to not I'm lose not done yet. I'm
4: not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: are outraged.
1: And we're all dead. Alright, adventure over. Nulara, you fall to the ground. You are unconscious, and you take 16 poison damage. Jesus. Flint and Thea... You take eight poison damage each. You are still um, conscious, but you you can't really see straight. Um, And two warriors come in and they go to tie you up. So, this is how you make people welcome in your village, hey? Uh, Make a, a strength check to avoid being tied up with disadvantage. So what does this advantage mean? Minus two? Uh, roll your dice twice and take the lowest of them. Oh, okay. Well, fuck. The lowest was eleven. Plus my strength bonus? Yeah. Okay, fifteen.
2: Five plus... What's my strength bonus?
1: Um, bo- well, both of you actually lose. Um,
2: In my struggle smug. to not be tied up, can I cast a spell? Sure. Yeah? yeah? Alright. right. I'm Okay, I'm going to do... What do I want to do? I want to do... Produce flame. Yeah, let's just... Yeah. So I do that, because I don't need a roll for for that. Yeah, but
1: you need to tell me what damage it does.
2: Oh, right. <laughs> Oops. Nope, that wasn't a real roll. Um, produce flame. All this time, I'm just laying there unconscious. So. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Sorry. That's what I'm doing. Sorry, man. It's all right. 11 fire damage. Whoosh. Yeah, how do you want to do this? I'm not going down without a
1: fight. So that warrior that you hit with that um, takes that damage and basically runs out of the yurt. Yeah, he does. Barking Seal says, I'm very sorry that this has happened. I didn't mean to do this. Bone Carver must be in charge of something. Honest to God.
2: Oh, you're scared now, are
1: you? um, She says, I can fix your friend and get you into the lair. Please don't kill me. (laughs) When you put it that and way, what's this
2: other guard doing? Because uh, now I'm unguarded, but someone's still trying to wrestle. for Sorry, ground. no,
4: sorry, the warriors left. Oh, both, both of them. warriors oh, left. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, it seems like the alternative is more people come in and kick our ass. So we might as well go into the lair. Yeah. Is she
2: did she wake me up? Can
3: I talk yeah. now?
1: I say. But did you Did you agree to yes? Yes. Let's
2: see, yeah. fix her. I'm like mad.
1: You are conscious. And you, Ooh, get, you get back what you feel lost. feel great. So
2: I'm all healed.
1: <laughs> uh, Flint, you get back 25. I think you should be able to take okay. that. And yeah, you're probably just going to take back. So yeah, you get back what you... So she she heals you all back up and says, um, in order to move through the village, it's almost nighttime. I can move you into the town hall once the sun sets. It gets you down into Arithatar's lair.
3: So just to clarify, she's on board with us helping get rid of the dragon, but the other leader is not, so he's trying to pull shenanigans? Apparently. Is he just mad we beat
2: his best guy? I want to talk to this
3: Bozo.
1: Bone Carver lives in constant fear. Basically, if anybody new comes into our village, Aruthatok is to know. He may even know that you're here now, if he's down there, because... Somebody from the village is is supposed to go down and let them know that there are new people here. So he may know that you're here already based on the way Bone Carver has done something to your food.
3: All right. Is it possible to have someone from the village come with us? Like, I feel like if we're going into, like, tunnels beneath their village and there are only... There's only two entrance slash exits and one is in the private quarters of the guy that just tried to kill us. I would like someone, I don't know. Does it make sense for someone to come with us? Cause then maybe they won't like block up the passages. So we can't get out.
2: Yeah. But if we send, if someone comes with us, who's to say that we can even trust them. They could lead us into a deep maze and then true ditch us and then block the exit
1: based on her descriptions of the caves. You guys feel that you can navigate them reasonably well. She's given you rough locations of of where things are. Um, she tells you uh, more about what's down there. Um, there are a clan of kobolds um, that Eruthar has of course brought in. <laughs> uh, the ice toads um, live beneath the surface. Um, as well as Ice Trolls, Garda Ruthatar's hoard, his treasure.
2: Okay, well, maybe the best thing to do is to sneak us down there and then tell Bone Carver, sure, um, that we fled after being attacked.
1: That does sound like it would work. Uh, one question for you, uh, Barking
4: Seal. Yes. What room is. Um... Shit, what's the lady's name? I can never remember her name. Macath. Macath. What room is Macath being kept in? Is she in the treasure hoard, or is she, like, in a, a cell of some sort? What's going on with her?
1: Macath is on the main level of the iceberg. There are two levels of the iceberg. Um, the first is where all the trophies, um, where Macath is. She's kept more towards the back, near the scriptorium, where... There are many magic books and, and tomes and spells and all, all that kept. And also near uh, near the treasure room. She has her own quarters down there, though. Okay. She tells you the rough location of where the Ice Trolls' quarters are, where the Ice Toad's lair is, some other dens and junk rooms and stuff on the first floor. Um, she says the second floor, the lower floor, is all towers lair where he when he's here um where he is so once you drop down into that area that is his area it is it is a large space you might not run into him as soon as you drop down there so
3: aruthador and Macoth are on the same level they're both on the lower level uh
1: no Macoth is on the Macoth right? is on the first level okay and then aruthador has the entire lower level and he is able to enter and leave through different tunnels underwater. From the surface, you don't necessarily see him coming and going.
2: Okay, well, let's, you know, let's wait for night and go.
1: I guess we should make this happen, yeah.
2: Where's Larry during all of this? Did he go back on the boat?
1: Yeah, Larry's not there. (laughs)
2: Okay, great. Where is Larry?
1: Larry went Mm -hmm. back to the boat. Okay. Okay.
2: For realsies. For realsies. He wasn't given the fish?
1: He wasn't given the fish. (laughs) He was... You were escorted to and your yurt, like, <laughs> and he was escorted off the premises, so he's no longer there. You can assume that he's back at his boat.
2: Okay. Okay, cool. Um, we wait for Nightfall. Hey
1: there, it's me, your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. Thanks so much for joining us for episode four of Dungeons & Dragons, this one titled Something Fishy. Just wanted to run a few things by you. There's a few new ways that you can find us, and when you're telling all your friends about us, obviously, you can tell them where to go to find us. Um, I think we can now say that Dungeons & Dragons is now available wherever you download podcasts, right? That's pretty cool. We are on iTunes, of course, but as of this week, we should be up on Google Play Music in Canada and U.S. Um, That's the only places that they offer that service right now, from the sounds of it. We have had a great first month for people finding and listening to the show, which brings me to our first comment read on the pod. It's pretty exciting. This comes from Jimmy Bo Bob Brain, and he says, Awesome D&D podcast. These D&D freaks are super funny and really make you feel like you're having fun with them. Great work. Download this. Absolutely. Download all of them. That is honestly the nicest thing to date that anyone has ever said about us. So thank you, Jimmy Bo Bob Brain. I like your name. It's good. If you think about it after this episode, if you could leave us a rating and review about something you like about the show, uh, the format, us specifically, whatever. Um, I hear that helps podcasts move up in the ranks sometimes. Even if it doesn't, we'd love to hear if you're liking the show. If you want to be more involved in the Dumb Dragon universe, you can visit dumbdragons.com now. All of our social media and email links are all listed there. Um, or you can just find us on Twitter, we are at DumbDragonCast, and i Don't know if I'm hashtagging correctly, but you can use the dumb dragon cast hashtag so we can uh, track you down and find out who's talking to and about us. We will eventually try and work that into something within the show. Not sure what that will be, but if you do it. Um, you could be part of the show at some point. Um, On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash dumbdragoncast, and we keep both of those um, up to date with the latest episode details, um, and we also post some other cool D&D and RPG-related stuff that you might find interesting. So come join and uh, chat with us up there. That's it for me, though. Thanks again for joining our journey to adventure. Let's see if those crazy kids can break into a Dragon's Lair, right? Yeah, it's going to be fun. Our next episode will be out February 15th. Uh, you have a wonderful couple weeks and we'll talk to you then.
0: The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey.
1: Nightfall comes, and she sneaks you out of the yurt that you're in towards the village hall. And you go in there. There's nobody else in there. And hidden beneath some planks in the back corner of the village hall is where you find the entrance to the ice caves, which descend down a chute with icy stairs in a tight spiral. And she says it goes down about a 100 feet. There are... Areas that you want to watch out for, descending down into, that you might slip. So just be careful going down those icy stairwells. And once you're down there, the room at the bottom should be empty. You shouldn't run into any trolls or toads once you get down there. But as you're walking through the halls and walking into other rooms, just be cautious that you might run into unexpected visitors or guests.
2: Expected now. All right,
3: thanks. Okay.
1: Yeah, let's do this. Here,
3: Here we go. Down the super super slippery stairs.
1: As you're descending down, if you want to make an acrobatics check, dexterity acrobatics.
3: <laughs> uh,
1: I like that sound already.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, I got a natural 20.
4: Nice. All right. You
2: walk down some stairs. I got nine, a 10.
1: <laughs> add an 18 after bonuses. Uh, what order are you walking down the stairs in?
2: Uh, I'll go first. So that I don't, you <laughs> know, roll you first, guys over. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first. Uh, I'm like itching uh, like, to, like, like, you know, write yeah. something.
1: You see, thea, who's right behind Thea? Uh, me, I guess. Uh, you see Thea fall. Do you want to try and catch her?
3: <laughs> well, I did roll that twenty. I got sure footing.
1: You saved yourself. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you guys could
3: just
2: laugh. It's okay. <laughs> oh, I yell, "I'll meet you at the bottom." <laughs> Avenge me.
1: Yeah,
3: I can. I can try and grab her. What do I have to roll?
1: Strength or athletics? Yeah, whatever you.
3: Uh, I rolled a fifteen with a plus four,
2: so nineteen.
1: Um, so you managed to catch her. Um, Thanks. And she only slips a couple stairs. <laughs>
2: I straighten up. <laughs> that was embarrassing. <laughs> and
1: as you, you, so she picks herself up and dusts herself off. And as you keep going down, the stairs kind of get a little easier to walk down. Um, and you enter a room that is empty except for um, a dozen baskets woven from leather strips and walrus ribs stacked in the, n- in the north corner of the room. Um and these contain frozen fish and a few skin wrapped bundles of rotting shark meat. Um, mm. um, and that is all that's in that room, and I've got a map I'll pull up here just a second. Just gonna move Thea's thing. So that's the room you are in. And it leads out into a hall here.
2: Is it lit?
1: Uh, it is. Like the band lit?
2: <laughs> Don't steal my
1: sunshine. <laughs> no, that's Len.
2: Oh. Whoops. Who's lit?
3: Are they the ones that had that Pamela Anderson video?
1: Yes, oh, that's God. them. Yeah. It is lit by a few whale oil lamps, kind of run. There's a couple of them in the room. And as you look into the hall, you can see that they are um, lined throughout the caves.
2: How convenient.
3: I would like to pull out my sword and say Mui Caliente, just so it's ready. Of course. Just in case. Seems like a good idea. And
4: also, it probably
1: is a good source of light.
3: Yeah. Light would keep us a little bit warm. It's good.
1: As far as where Makath is, if you kind of zoom out on the map there, um, she, the way she described it, is the treasure room... And Macath's room and the scriptorium and all that is all um, kind of along the back wall there. So the... Like 10,
2: 11, 12, 10, 13,
3: 14?
1: 10 to 14 area. Great.
2: Let's go that way.
1: You go out into the hall there and it, um, it kind of slopes down. You walk by room 7 there. Do you look into that room? What do you do?
2: I'm, I'm kind of a, like, no-room-left-unturned kind of person. <laughs> I agree, for no reason, because
3: all it's going to be is a trap, but... Let's do it. W- come on, we can't just walk past. Who knows what's in there?
1: <laughs> if we turn ourselves invisible again, I'm sure Russ would hate that. <laughs> you have the uh, pass-without-a-trace potion, but Carla has the pass-without-a-trace it whenever the fuck she wants. So know. Yeah, that's just in case she drops another potion, Russ. Right?
2: That's true. I was actually <laughs> going to say, if we're never going to use it, Carla, you should get yourself a better... A better spell. You know what? I just... I'm so
3: torn about it because it's so great that it feels like cheating. And yeah, oh, it, it, totally it will, does. kind of
2: is. Fuck anything you've had planned, Russ. We're gonna... <laughs> we're I gonna feel
3: watch. gross about using it. But let's keep it in mind. Maybe once we, like, complete our mission, we need to peace out. Maybe that's a more appropriate or, like, non-gross way to use it. You know, like, we've completed the mission and fought everybody, and then we just need to, like, skedaddle back to the boat.
4: Sneak away quietly.
3: Exactly, instead of, like, just running around, avoiding all danger.
1: (laughs) Ah, we'll leave it. Yeah, let's go into room seven. Uh, So, as you walk into this room here, as you get right into the front doorway there, visibility is a very, it's a room filled with... Um, fog, Um, so visibility of this room is about 45 feet. As you move into the chamber, the shape of a frost giant becomes dimly visible at about 60 feet.
2: Is he sleeping?
1: Do you keep walking towards... Do we back
2: out, you guys? Or do we fight him? Has he noticed us?
1: It doesn't appear he's made a move towards you or away from you in any way. Interesting.
3: What's safer? Like... Sneak attacking someone or leaving them to maybe get us later?
2: Mm. Or like, what if there's
3: 10 of them in here? Yeah,
2: that's my thing. Like, what if he's not the only one? How big is a frost giant again? Big. Yeah, How big? This room is, <laughs> um, is 15 feet, right? Yeah. So it's 60. So there's uh, a lot of extra space in there. But like 90 feet across. Yeah. It's like almost yeah. 90 by 90 ish.
4: No, this could be like a whole, like, whole clan of these guys. They're
1: about 15 feet tall, 15 feet wide. So they take up one full square, whereas you take up Not a third one. of a square. Yeah. Could we
3: set up some kind of, like, sneak back out? I have sheathed my sword so it is no longer glowing. Um, And, like, set some kind of trap in the door? Anybody got any trap skills? Because if we put a trap in the entryway, then they would... Like, can we just, like, tie some rope across or something? Just so, something. so that they trip on the <laughs> way out. Some,
4: some sort of yeah, tripwire. <laughs> just so that it, like,
3: warns us a little bit if they leave that room without us having to go and fight who knows how many frost giants.
2: We technically don't know that there isn't another exit from that room. Though. That
3: is true. Right?
2: There could be tunnels.
3: True. So, do you? does that mean you want to fight, Thea? Let's do it. Let's fight. Let's fight. What else are we doing?
4: Let's do it. Uh, Let's sneak you. in.
3: I pull my sword back out and whisper, Mui Kelly." And no, wait. It. So let's no. Let's sneak
2: again. in. It's darkest, okay. right? Okay. It's foggy.
1: It's yeah. foggy. Well, yeah. Visibility is about forty-five feet, so um, oh. you can see.
2: Oh, uh, if he can see us. A,
1: well, you can see at about a distance of at he. It appears that this giant is about sixty feet from you, um, from roughly the entrance of this area.
3: But he's not looking at but us. But it doesn't
1: appear that he's looking at you. You can kind of see the outline of it.
2: Let's stealth check that bitch. Yeah, let's see if we can get in here stealthily. God, I can't roll four shit today. Uh, oh, God. Three.
3: Uh, I rolled a seven. I think I have a... I actually don't know what that means on these sheets with it has numbers beside it. Is that what I add on? Yeah. On the, you know, in the checklist there? Yeah. Okay, anyway, it's still a ten. It's still terrible, so.
1: I had an eighteen. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you are sneaky as F.
1: That's right. You, the three of you begin walking in there. And Thea and New Lara very clearly aren't trying to be stealthy in any way, shape, or form, but as you get to about forty five feet from this figure, he he doesn't take he doesn't move as you make a lot of noise and jump around and and scream and holler and whatever you're doing. <laughs> so much screaming.
3: <laughs> I think that Thea came in. Like Tom Cruise in Risky Business, like just
1: sliding, and then just kept sliding.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Did she perhaps want some of that old time rock and roll as well?
3: Yeah, like it looks so cool. It's not smart for safety, but she looks awesome, especially with those Ray Bans on.
1: What you get about forty five feet from this giant, and it still hasn't taken any uh, move towards you um, or noticed you. It in fact looks like it is just standing perfectly still Um, and as you get to about 30 feet, you recognize that this giant is dead and frozen. Oh. Um, And seeing that it has torn armor and awful claw wounds in its pale blue flesh.
2: Dragon already got to it
1: and as you I think it's Jeez. something other than the dragon and we're about to be f in the B as you look around
2: <laughs> is, is f in the B mean what does it mean?
1: as you <laughs> is it like what's the
3: B? Uh, did, did you shorten but? was but the word you didn't want to say
1: there? well I'm going to shorten F I'm going to shorten everything else that goes with you it you might as well
3: okay
1: <laughs> As you get to the center of this room, you look around after you determine that this giant is dead. And you look around, and this hall is displaying the bodies of eight frost giants, one fire giant, and one cloud giant.
2: Ah, it's a collection.
1: All dead. It's a serial giant killer. Get
2: GTF out of here, you guys.
1: Do you want to make a quick perception check there?
2: Yep. Hey, Natch 20!
3: Sure, sure we do. What?
1: Then you can perceive everything for wow. us.
3: Yeah, no kidding. Because I'm perceiving not much. I'm perceiving... <laughs> ten. I'm seven, see so I
1: see. as Flint and Nulara begin walking back towards the door, Thea, out of the corner of our eye, along the side of the walls, and ducking behind some of the giant statues, for lack of a better term, you see a quick and sudden movement of a medium to small-ish type creature ducking in and around behind and they appear to be They? multiple of them. They appear to be around the walls, hiding behind these these giants.
2: Do they seem furry?
1: You can't tell if they're furry. Oh, you I, just kind of ca- caught a glimpse. I of try
2: them. to talk to them. I'm like, hey guys, what you doing back there?
1: They don't respond.
2: I do have animal handling. I try in all my languages, by the way. That just means
4: I'm proficient in vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Good, well, if you need to ride one of these <laughs> things, you Can I that. do,
3: like, a... Can I do, like, a hey, furry, furry, furry check? I don't know if they're furry. Or if they're even sentient creatures, but, yep. you know, whatever. Yeah, you
1: can do a hey, furry, furry check. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that an intelligence uh, or wisdom? Is, what exactly is going on here?
3: Uh, I was going to just use my animal handling bonus. So I rolled a 17 and I get a plus five on that. So it's 22.
1: Well, that's very successful. But uh, they're not animals. (laughs) And as you move towards them, um, you see one jump from one giant corpse to the behind another one. Um, And there are uh, a group of kobolds that look like they were. Uh um, you see some tools, and it looks like they were working in there. Um, and they are just trying to hide from you at this point.
2: Oh, I, you, you made them sound like they were small. Wow.
1: Kobolds I, are small. They're like half the size of you.
2: Suppose I, I can't believe I wasted
3: my ear for a job. on kobolds.
4: Now, is it like they were working in the lab late one night? Exactly like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But
2: we're going to kill them, right? Like, they have an advanced.
3: Do we want to us. talk
4: to them and see what they're no, doing? I,
2: I tried to talk to them, but they weren't talking back.
3: Kobolds can talk. Do kobolds talk? Aren't they kind Do they? I thought they were kind of dumb of Yeah, us. but they can still talk. They, are, like, well, they, they can
1: talk. Yeah. They're not super intelligent creatures. What language
2: but... do they speak?
1: Common, um, usually, I think. Common and common. draconic. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, you ca- call it them. Hey, kobolds, we, we, we see you. Like, you're not...
1: We're not, we're not no, here. you're
2: not being sneaky. We're, we're not here. <laughs> you're talking right now.
1: Shh, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> we're just working here. We're not doing here. What are you guys doing? Not doing, not working, working. Please leave us. We don't mean you harm. Mm-hmm. That's what they all
4: say. What are you guys doing in here?
2: Why are you attacking us? Never have we met a group of kobolds that didn't want to just, like, get it on. In a fighting manner. <laughs> in like a in a oh, non sexual oh,
1: kind of Yes. Work. Well, I mean we, we're just workers. We're just we're just polishing and cleaning and making sure his his giants are, are shiny and, and good. You mean all these dead giants? Yeah, yeah. Well you have to polish dead giants. <laughs>
2: True that, it's All true. Right, yep,
1: yeah, story checks out. I
2: read it in how to keep a good
1: lair. That's what we convinced magazine. That's what we convinced him that we needs to do so he doesn't eat us.
3: Ah Are you captives? Mm,
2: maybe. Or are you
1: mercenaries? <laughs> <laughs> we 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 are workers.
2: How did you end up down here? We
1: were brought in by by him.
2: Could you be more specific? By the dragon.
1: By by yes, yes. By the dragon, um, we were brought in by him, and, and we we look we look for guidance from him. Have you seen the horned lady? Uh, yeah, yes, 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 yes.
2: Can Can you guys show us where she is? We'd like to. Mm, we'd like to talk with her. We
1: We have work to do. Um, she. You leave, and you go that way, and they point right down the hall out the door.
2: I don't feel the need to murder
4: yeah, these. Yeah, I'm good with it. Creatures. Me
2: either, but let's just All right. let's <laughs> tie them up or
3: something. We, we can't just leave them wandering around, right? Let's tie them up. I don't know.
4: It seemed like they didn't really want anything to do with us, so...
2: Kobolds normally, it's like a fight thing, so if they're not wanting to fight or throw down...
1: I think we're good to just leave. What
2: if they will go warn the dragon? You
1: could leave us. We won't tell him. I would
4: think by now he probably knows we're already here.
2: Do you know if he knows we're here? <laughs>
1: Knows who knows you're here.
2: Do you know if the dragon knows we're here? Mm. Does the dragon know we're here? Well, that was a, that was a very clear statement. Like as a question, it was very I clear. I mean,
1: in the grand scheme of things, who knows who's That's here? Pretty,
2: pretty philosophical. He knows
1: you're here. Okay, he knows you. Yeah, just honest.
2: Yeah. Just honesty is always the yeah, best Yeah, he bothersome. might
1: know you're here. He. Are you Henry? No, no, I'm Steve.
2: Okay, Steve. Thanks. Thanks for being honest, Steve. You're welcome. We won't murder Steve, you. Steve,
3: you gonna gonna get up in our business if we just leave you here, not tied up? Uh,
2: we, we're, cool? we're We're just yeah. Don't don't tie.
1: We don't need to tie us. We, you you need rope for something else, right? Probably. Yeah. You you seem like rope loving. <laughs> we <laughs> do just love rope. Just hang on to your rope. <laughs> I do. I do love the major characteristic
4: rope. <laughs> of our adventuring crew is the fact that we all love rope.
1: And fire. Rope and fire make good combos, but not for kobolds. <laughs> I say we do them.
2: Alright. Okay, thank you. Hey, no problem. Remember this when we go to set everyone free down here.
1: You're you set free?
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye. <laughs> oh, but tell the dragon anything and and I'll come back and light you all on fire.
1: Henry will tell nobody.
2: And what about Steve?
1: Steve tells everybody nothing. <laughs> Steve is little worst. <laughs>
2: Okay, so just so you know, anyone tells the dragon anything, I'm gonna come back and light everyone on fire.
1: What if nobody tells the dragons nothing?
2: Ugh,
3: I just want to get away from all these <laughs> total
2: negatives. How about I light one of you on fire just to make my point?
1: We tell nothing to dragons. Thank Perfect.
2: You. I'm not tired of this. God, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to leave.
1: Uh, okay, so you go right. Yep.
2: We yeah, go right.
1: Yeah. yeah. You enter. You've got uh, room two on your left, room 13 on your right.
2: Mm, Probably room 13 since her room is one of the ones along the back. Yeah.
1: Let's go for room 13. So a bizarre sight greets you in this rough-walled chamber. About a dozen giant toads with thick, mottled white hides are at work here, uh, scribing strange writings into the ice of the walls um, or onto weathered parchment and stone tablets. A few toads transfer parchments and tablets into and out of floor-to-ceiling cubby holes cut into the ice along the entire southern wall. As you enter, a couple of them see you and call attention to all of the other ones, and they all start croaking very loudly at you.
2: I, I put my finger to my lips. Shh,
1: shh, 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 shh. <laughs> Did that do the job? Anything? A few of them flee into the back um, area, the room fourteen for your map purposes, and they they start to quiet down a little bit. Most of them, a couple of them, are still quite loud um, and and kind of hopping around as toads do. (laughs) Oh
3: god, I feel like how big are they? So
1: they're hopping mad. they are giant toads, so they're um, a medium-sized creature, so they're about, I would say, about the size of a flint. Hooray!
3: <laughs> but actually just toads, not, like, bipedal creatures that look like toads. And that is correct. And these
2: are toads that are litter, like, they're literate. Uh,
1: they're- well, they're, they're scribing something. they yeah. Oh,
2: oh.
3: Uh, can I try and animal handle them?
1: Sure. <laughs>
2: But don't manimal handle them. They don't like that. Ooh,
4: Rough call.
3: 19 plus 5. So 24. So I, like, make soothing sounds like you would, you know, like to a horse or a dog that you don't know. Like, shh, 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 shh. We're not here to hurt you. We just want to know what's going on. We're looking for our friend, the horned lady.
1: They begin croaking again. Make an intelligence check.
3: Okay.
1: A- anybody can.
3: I only got a 10, so I hope
1: somebody does better. I got a 7. 12? Wait a minute. Flint. God. All right. It appears that they are trying to communicate with you. Oh. You can't quite make out what they're trying to say. You don't recognize what they're saying as a language.
2: Can I make a perception check and see if I can recognize a language in which they were transcribing things onto the wall?
1: Yep.
2: Oh, fuck four
3: I did that as well. You were did you say
2: four? Yeah, yeah, I rolled a 4. <laughs> What's the thing? An in
3: intelligence, do
2: you think? Um no, just a
1: Yeah, uh yeah. Perception. Per- well, yeah, wisdom perception, yeah.
2: Yeah, okay. Well, then my 4 turns into an 11.
1: Excellent. I have,
2: a, I have a 16 then.
1: Nicely done. You don't recognize the language that it's being written in.
2: Like it's not even draconic?
1: It's not draconic that they're writing in.
2: Or giant, or orcish, or goblin?
1: Or giant, or orcish, or goblin. Okay. What about dwarven? Is uh, it
2: celestial? It's
3: not <laughs>
1: celestial. I'm pretty sure none of you have it, but let me just double check. Is
2: it
3: druidic? No. I just said all mine, so if it's not those, I don't have it. Same as
4: Guys, turns out they were writing in common the whole time.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't ask about that. Well, what about Donnie, though? Because he can speak telepathically, so can he try to send them a, like... Um, like a smiley
2: face like, and a peace sign yeah, and exactly. a dove? Like, like, like yes. Pictures. Like
1: <laughs> the universal sign for you want and, and, and,
2: and a thumbs up? Yes. Uh, and a, like a finger to your lips? Like, shh. Yes. Yeah. All of that. All I things. love all of that. <laughs> um,
1: he does something along those lines um, but he tells you uh, uh, guys I think I think they do speak uh, draconic. Um, they're very slow when they speak it takes uh, it's painful to listen to <laughs> I mean they're they're toads so yeah they he says that they do have a, a leader who sometimes speaks more better as they put it I don't know maybe we can try and talk to him
2: Sure, and in, in Draconic really slowly I say, Take me to your leader. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Music in today's episode was by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io. Dungeons & Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production.
0: The Fable & Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
6: I'm Jonathan Pezza, the creator of the Curious Matter Anthology, and I'm betting you've probably never heard anything like our show. stories from authors like Philip K. Dick, Andre Norton, and Robert Bloch into binaural audio movies that transport you to new worlds.
5: Hey, get them out of here! <laughs> yeah, that's it! You're banned for life!
3: It's with you Braxians and lasers! Seriously!
5: I told you downtown was a bad idea.
6: In our brand new season, we explore farther into the what-ifs.
3: You
0: think, in these instances, that somehow, simply by believing things are different,
6: they changed. Doubt.
0: I don't follow.
6: I doubt something, and, um, they don't change, per se. They cease to ever have been. We delve deeper into the realms of horror and science fiction nerves of steel, boys.
5: James, sir. Please.
6: There is no need for this. I do not believe that whatever
1: that is can understand.
6: Robert, I know you are in there somewhere. If you are, we are... <coughs> better do the barrier! It's got a hold of me! It's dragging him it down! Damn! Beast! Just get to my knife!
4: Well, that's new.
6: Available wherever you listen to podcasts. So sit back, grab your popcorn, and listen to the Curious Matter Anthology today.